Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for joining us. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Thank you so much for supporting this. I'd also like to thank Paul Cardall for the beautiful music that you heard in the beginning and towards the end of this belief cast that you'll hear. He's a fantastic person who's so talented. So thank you for letting me use your music. And I also want to thank all the listeners. Thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to be inspired. Uh, I've had some amazing guests on and today's no different. Today we are joined by Silvana Vahid. Thanks for joining us, Silvana. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Well, Silvana is one of Utah's most inspiring women. Um, she was born and raised in Lima, Peru. She has delivered the news into Utah's Hispanic homes for the last eight years. She was the lead news anchor and news director for the live broadcast at 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. on Telemundo, Utah. Through her newscast, she has converted stories that have gained national and international attention. As a news director, Silvana orchestrated the first Hispanic newscast to go live in the state of Utah. Again, I told you this, this woman's amazing. She's also the first Hispanic journalist in Utah to moderate a political debate. Uh, she's been in numerous magazines. Uh, she has a blog that's fantastic. I went through her blog. It's really powerful. She's talking about some very important things. Uh, she's married, happily married. She's the daughter to Gigi. Is that right? Did I say that correctly? That is correct. And then if yes. I understand, you're also currently pregnant. Yes, I am 10 weeks away from giving birth to my second baby. Girl. Wow. C congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, Thank I'm so God. excited to have you on and, and you know, and I, I love just the way you carry yourself and, and the difference you're trying to make, not just in the Hispanic community, but just in the state of Utah and, and then even beyond that. And I know you're trying to be an influence for good in all those areas. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear, hear about that. Why don't we start and just tell us about life in Lima, Peru and growing up there and what that was like and a little bit about your family. Of course, Todd. I, well, I was born and raised in Lima, Peru until I was 17 years old and I decided to come to the United States uh, to go to school, to go to college. Um, I had a dream of becoming a journalist uh, before coming here at an early age. I had a beautiful childhood in Lima. Um, right. up until I was 12 years old, I believe everything was perfect in life. And then my parents, um, got divorced and that, okay. uh, made me learn a lot in, at an early age. Uh, but life in Lima is beautiful. It's a big city. Uh, you learn a lot from different types of people. Uh, the culture in Peru is pretty strong, very, um, men led unfortunately there's not a lot of equality and i grew up with that kind of culture okay um and that made me i believe a stronger woman and also that made me want to be different because i saw from yeah. an early age um and i have to say also in my family you know how uh different life is for women in other parts of the world and even here in america but you can definitely see it more in a third world country like peru right. um so that's pretty much it was a beautiful childhood and then like i said my parents got a divorce and that changed completely yeah. my way i saw life i had a perfect yeah. life and then um you know that was a heartbreaking experience also life-changing for me how old were you when your parents divorced 
I was 12 years old. Uh, and it was a pretty traumatic experience for me. You know, there's different kinds of divorces, but, uh, my parents was pretty, pretty traumatic for me, uh, in different ways. And it made me very independent from an early age. So I have to credit that experience in my life to a lot of the things that, uh, no, to the strength that I, I was able to gain. And that a feeling of independence, you know, your family breaks apart. And uh, my dad had another family. My mom um, had to uh, come to the United States with my sister to bring her to college. So I was left with my grandmother. And I remember I felt like, you know, I have to do something on my own. I'm I'm alone in this world. Everyone (laughs) is picking up their paths. And what is my path? What am I going to do? So that made me pretty strong. And uh, thankfully, my parents were always there. um, However they could, you know, but they had their lives too. They had their responsibilities. Unfortunately, when uh, the separation of the family happens, there's people who have been, who, who are, um, who struggle through it. Sure. Yeah. And I was the youngest in my family. And so that really affected me, but it affected me in a good way because I learned a lot from an early age. I was very, I I had to mature early. Right. Yeah. Well, I love that you say that, that how, I mean, I know it was really difficult, especially at age 12. That's a tough time being the youngest. Um, But I love what you're saying that you, you, because of it, you're a lot stronger. You learned how to be more independent, you know, and I think that's honestly, what's led to your success even to today. Um, you're, you're this very confident woman who's trying to make a difference in this world in such a impactful way. Was this about the time you wanted to be a journalist around age 12 or did that happen before that? Actually? Yes. Around that time, my dad had brought a camera that he never, we never used it anymore. And so he gave it to me and (laughs) I would, uh, it started because I, I like to write. I wrote a book when I was, 14, you know, really? a little, yeah, a book about my life. It wasn't, at least for my dad, he read it for me, but I'm sure it wasn't that interesting. It was just, you know, experiences that I would go through right. as a teenager. <laughs> right. Um, I like poetry, so I wrote some poetry. And then I also like to write scripts and I would write scripts. I would give them to my friends and I would have them act, um, in front of the camera, I would be behind the camera producing the whole show or novella, (laughs) which is a very Latino thing um, that we have, you know, like soap operas. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's a novella. We we call them novelas and it was fun. I loved producing. I didn't know what I was doing, of course, back then with the camera, (laughs) but I would go everywhere with that camera to my friend's houses, um, you know, everywhere. I would take it everywhere. Um, and then I would create these little videos or novelas and I just enjoyed that so much. And I enjoyed writing a lot. So when I came to America, I had an idea of what I liked to do because that was just like a hobby I had, uh, growing up. And, uh, I didn't know how to, I, I didn't know exactly if there was a profession that I could follow that had these characteristics. Right. Uh, specifically, you know, the, the use of the camera, the writing, the creative right. part and, and directing and all of that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's interesting how, 
even though you're going through something difficult, you found like your passion at such a young age that you fell in love with the camera, so to speak. Right. And, and, and putting on those little videos and things like that. And I mean, I think that's pretty neat how those kind of correlated with each other at the same time, you know, roughly. <laughs> yeah, they did. They definitely did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And thankfully my, my dad was always there to um, push me to do whatever I loved. And he always said, you know, you have to choose something that you love. And yeah. so I had a good, I had a good guidance from him in that sense in the professional way and the career wise. Um, he's a hardworking man and, and he, he was a good example of that, um, of working hard, of, um, being determined, knowing that everything is possible, dreaming big and, and all of that. So, uh, thankfully he always pushed me to do what I loved and from an early age. So, so when I came here to America, I was ready to do what I love and I wasn't sure what it was at first, sure. but I thankfully I discovered it and I'm thankful that I followed a yeah. dream. Yeah. Well, what a blessing that you had your dad pushing you in that direction. I think a lot of times kids don't have that type of influence. And even though your parents yeah. divorced, how cool that was to have a dad's like, Hey, dream big and go after it. And I support you and I'll do whatever I can to kind of, you know, make you believe that you can do anything. Right. What a gift. Exactly. It's important to have that support from parents. Yeah. You know, although my, my mom was here in the United States, I was in Peru. My dad was living with his family and I was living with my grandmother. At least yeah. I, I heard that, you know, I had that yeah. um, advice from him. And from my mom, too, I had a good example of a strong woman who went has gone through so much in life oh, and still keeps a positive mind. So that's really important to keep a positive mind. For me, it's yeah. the most important every single day I wake up and I say, OK, I'm in a bad if I'm in a bad mood, I try to change it as soon as I can, because that changes your complete day. For so sure. Having a positive mind is so important. So thankfully, I had that example from my mother, too. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Well, tell us about moving here to the United States and, you know, what that was like. I'm sure that had to have been a little intimidating coming to a brand new country, different culture, different language, all of that. How did, how did you handle that at the time? And was it a scary uh, time for you? Yes. So scary. <laughs> so scary. I was scared. I, um, you know, when you're younger, you're a little bit, you're, I was ignorant of what a big change this was going to be. You know, right. I, I have to say I was scared of the language, for example, but I encountered so many other things that were difficult and hard. I had to go through a lot to, yeah. to, to, I feel like it took me hard work, maybe harder than, you know, a person who grew up here in this country. Yeah, definitely harder because I had to learn the language. And oh, I had yeah. To, I wanted to feel like I belonged in this country. And uh, for me to be able to gain respect, the respect that I thought I deserved in my profession, my career took years and yeah. a lot of work and hard work. Sure. Um, so when I moved, I was 17 
and uh, I started looking for what I wanted to do. Okay, I know I like this. I like writing. I like uh, producing, but I, I didn't even know the word back then. I, I just right. I like playing <laughs> with a camera. <laughs> what is that? What am I gonna right. do? I, I I love writing, and every time I I show my work to people, people liked it. Yeah. So I said, I think I'm a good writer. So uh, let's see what I can do. And in a conversation with my sister one time during dinner, she actually was the one who told me, have you ever read about uh, broadcast journalism? And my sister asked me if I had done any research about uh, broadcast journalism, and I hadn't. So Right. I looked into it and then I went to college and I asked an advisor to guide me through this process, this new process in a new language. Thankfully, they had a, a Hispanic advisor and that's why I really believe in the importance of having uh, mm -hmm. a Latino or diversity represented all aspects in life sure. and right. <laughs> in every single uh, company and everywhere. Um, but uh Thankfully, she was very helpful. And she told me, why don't you try some internships and, and see if you really like this? And that's what I did. I started working uh, really early on in uh, from when I started college. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I was able to see that I really liked, you know, not only being around cameras and uh, producing and directing and writing and all of that creative side, but also finding those stories that are very important for people who are unheard. And uh, right. I found later on in my career that, you know, before I was trying to fit in, I was trying to learn the language. I was trying to perfect right. my, I don't want any accent. I want to have an American <laughs> accent. It's impossible. I mean, I moved here when I was 18. It's probably possible for some people, but it's hard, you know, it's hard. Well, to what's funny is we all want your accent. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a popular thing here in America. I learned after. Yeah. But um, yeah, but I, I wanted to fit in. I wanted to blend with everybody. And then I noticed that uh, my strength was what made me different. Um, and as a Latina, I felt or I learned that there was a need in our community and our um in our minority group of okay. uh, information, yeah. education of having more examples of Latinas who are immigrants, not, you know, that are not, that were not born here, born here, yeah. but a whole, mm -hmm, who are immigrants uh, to, to be an example, you know, for, for all of those immigrants who come to this country and have to go through so many hardships and work so hard to be able to um, find a new purpose here, uh, provide for their families and right. uh, have a good life, you know, and, and overcoming all of those barriers as an immigrant is hard. Yeah. And I, I learned that, you know, through while working and I learned what was needed. And I am a Latina and I said, you know, this is my responsibility and I found it. And, and that's why I focus on the Hispanic uh, population or the Hispanic audience. And I started working hard on that. And that was right. my focus from early from since I was in college, I, right, I decided okay. to do that. And I said, I'm going to work for the Latino market. I want to work for my Latino people. I know they yeah. need a person who provides them the information they need. They need to be aware of how everything works, not only culturally, but also the government. You know, right. how how does it work here? You come to a new country and you don't know uh, how 
how a hospital works, you know, who's going to cover my costs. It's a completely different world. And so all of those issues, I wanted to have them available for uh, the Latino population in Utah uh, in Spanish. Wow. That's beautiful. Did you, I mean, you've, you seem like you kind of always kind of knew what you were going to do. Did you ever have thoughts of when you came here, like going back to Lima, did you ever like, you know, what am I doing here? Should I go back? I mean, did you ever struggle with being here in the beginning to the point where you even thought of maybe going back to your homeland? You know, Lima uh, actually has a, had a pretty good situation back then when I was, uh, when I came first came to the United States. So thankfully I have to say that I didn't, although uh, I didn't um, actually. I didn't think of going back to my country, even though I had a good situation. That's what I'm trying to oh, gotcha. to say. Because there's so many other ca- countries in Latin America who are going through so much, like Venezuela, for example. So I'm sure that immigrants from those countries in Latin America um, who are uh, running away from crime from, you know, so many different situations that are difficult for them to live in or to even have a good lifestyle or livelihood. Um, I don't think you even, you don't have that as an option. You move here to America to make it happen. That's, that's how, at least I was thinking. And I know a lot of our immigrants think, you know, you move to America to provide for your family a better life that yeah. you wouldn't be able to have in in those countries in right. Latin America. So I didn't have that thought because there's so many more opportunities here. Even though it was hard, I continued. I looked forward and I was positive about everything. And I said, yeah. um, you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I'm in a very Caucasian state <laughs> too, you know, sure, in Utah. Yeah. How, where is my Hispanic population, you know, at first, <laughs> right. but, um, yeah, we're there, we're present. There's so yeah. many, um, we're about what, 20% in the state now. Um, oh, so, awesome. so, uh, it's important to have, you know, uh, your information in Spanish and everything in your own language, especially when, you know, there's people there that, um, need to hear and be able to understand how everything works and they need to be aware of everything. So that's why I focused on, on, on us, the Latinos. Yeah. The Latinos. That's awesome. Do you, um, you know, feel like people when you got here and, and obviously you're, you know, your, your influences, you know, really felt in Utah, do you feel like people have been supportive, you know, either those that are the same, you know, same race as you or outside of that, have people been supportive of you and helping you along the way that way? Or did you feel resistance in that area? I felt a lack of interest in the beginning. Gotcha. So when I started working in Telemundo, I remember um, we didn't have a, a big relationship with the government local government or um, the health department or, you know, different areas right. in the state that are important, you know, that a media station should have. 
um, we were focused very much on the human stories, you know, what are our Latino people going through more than um, this is what you need to know. And so I, it was a struggle to be able to, like I said, in the beginning, you know, say, hi, my name is Silvana Efio and I'm from Telemundo, Utah. And we're looking for an interview because we need to let our people know in Spanish, they wouldn't have a person who spoke Spanish back then, you know, right, right. Um, I, truly believe that the hard work that we put in as journalists, the Hispanic journalists in Utah, um, into pushing, <laughs> you know, representatives and everyone uh, in the state to uh, do interviews also motivated them to uh, hire more Hispanics in their areas. Right. So in the beginning, it was hard because we had to translate everything. Yeah. But uh, by by um, in the last few years, that that has definitely made a lot of progress. Um, and I completely understand that, you know, we didn't have that representation or um, those Latinos present in, in different areas because there was not a lot of uh, Latino journalists who were working to have those interviews in Spanish or. Right but it has grown in the last few years. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. no, that's beautiful that you're doing that. Do you feel like a lot of people have reached out to you too that want to do what you're doing? You know, uh, someone, you know, some, you know, the Latinos and Latinas, have they reached yes. out to you and said, Hey, I want to, how did you get started? I want to do what you're doing. Yes. Well, while working in Telemundo, I, um, I was, always um, looking for interns because I knew there were Latinos out right. there, Latin, Latin X <laughs> that <laughs> wanted to work or uh, become journalists uh, for the Hispanic population or focus in the Hispanic market. Um, and we always had people who were interested in, right. in being interns with us. And so, um, you know, it's hard. It's a hard, uh, uh, career because it's very competitive yeah and so many people want to do it and um, they think it's easy and they think it only takes you know 30 minutes on air that's what most right. people see you know the, the newscast <laughs> right. they see the 30 minute newscast but it's much yeah. more than that um, it's understanding you know the community that you are talking to it's, um, it's so much more it's a lot of work it's hard work um, right. And they learned that when they when they came in as interns, um, they learned, you know, this is a lot. This is more than I right. thought. I thought I was just going to be on camera, but that <laughs> the camera part is only thirty minutes of your whole life. Being a yeah. journalist is is uh, it's a twenty four hour job. <laughs> For sure, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. You know, I love what you said a little uh, earlier. You said when you moved here, and you said what kind of the attitude of other immigrants is I'm, I'm, I'm coming here to make it happen. There's no, really like no looking back almost. Right. It's yeah. like, mm -hmm. you know what, as hard as it's going to be, I'm going to figure this out. And what's interesting when you say that uh, Silvana is when we go back to the, you know, your childhood and you were going through that difficult time at around age 12 with your family, mm -hmm. how that is probably what kind of kept you going, you know, cause you realize how strong you were and you had to learn that at a very young age. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. 
I think struggles make us um, stronger people. Mm. Um, they make us better. Uh, they help us learn, you know, through when we're going through them. Um, it's challenging, of course. It's the, probably the hardest time in your life. But then that struggle is what helps you achieve your goals, your, wow. your biggest goal in life. And I, love it. I, I believe that really because I've gone through much more than my parents' divorce. Of course, I think we all sure. do. We have oh, so yeah. many struggles in life. Um, but it, the, I don't mention the other struggles or situations or difficult you know, things that I've been through because um, I feel like I've, I've been able to go through them quick, quickly. Right. Or quicker. Uh, having a broken family has taught me so much. And up until this day, I still wow. think about it and it still affects me, you know, right. and, and I just believe in family very much. I believe that having um, values, principles and strong principles in, in your family is very important to hold them together. And I, I think that that is very important to have in your life. Yeah. And the fact that I didn't have that at an early age uh, was difficult to accept. It took me so many years, but I was still able to overcome that. And yeah. so, you know, even though it's the most important thing in life for me, I was still, I'm still here. I'm still strong. I'm yeah. still working hard. And, you know, my, now I'm building my own family and I'm excited to, to have that for the rest of my life forever. And that is my dream. That is my real dream right. to have a, a family who stays together, who works as a team um, right. that uh, motivates each other, you know, every single day to continue to, you know, live this life. Yeah, that's, that's beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that. You know, obviously, we mentioned you are a mom to uh, a cute little daughter named Gigi, right? And you got one on the way. I would imagine yes. you're probably pretty excited to maybe share some of those same, you know, uh, mm -hmm. attributes and principles you were talking about, like what your dad was teaching you, you know, dream big, go after your dream, believe in yourself, that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you're probably already kind of doing that as a mom. Tell us, what is it like being a mom? How, how has that been for you? Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. It's uh, more, it's harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I feel like I've, I value the job of moms more than ever. Now I am so thankful <laughs> to my mom now that I've learned how hard it is to be a mom. And um, I, when I became a mom, I actually left my job of Telemundo as a news anchor. I changed my life completely. I moved to Orange County, California. And yeah. I, did everything for the uh, for the well-being of my family you know i uh, yeah. thinking as a team it was the best thing for us and um so it, it has been difficult but it's beautiful i enjoy it every single day she my little Gigi, she makes me the happiest person <laughs> in the world yeah and um yeah, it's a lot of work and i admire moms and single moms oh my goodness how right, they do yeah. everything and and those moms who are entrepreneurs who are, you know, are working and who have a baby and they're single and I, they're incredible. Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for 
a lot of different people that I didn't even, you know, think about before so much. Sure. Yeah. Um, and now I, I have them in my mind always. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, if there's someone listening to your story right now who's struggling, you know, maybe they're trying to find their purpose in life or something they can be passionate about, or, or they're just trying to, you know, fit in somewhere. What's some advice that you could maybe give them based off the stuff that you've been through? Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I don't believe in fitting in. I believe in Ooh. embracing your differences and whatever Ooh. makes you different is your strength. So if you, so take advantage of that. Whatever makes you different is your strength. I have, okay. um, love that. I, well, as an immigrant, that's something that I learned, you know, I'm so different here. I don't fit in into any group. I felt like that before. And, yeah. and I learned that that made me, um, that actually helped me find my purpose of, uh, helping my community of uh, focusing as a journalist in, right. in this specific minority group. So I truly believe in that. Whatever makes you different is your strength and take advantage of that and find that, find what makes me different. You know, yeah. how, okay. what is, what is that specific, you know, attribute that I have that makes me different to others that maybe you're considering as an imperfection and it might be your strength. Right. So setting yourself as a human being, being aware of who you are is very important to be able to find that, of course. So yeah. um, I work really hard in doing that, in, in finding, you know, what I believe in, uh, who I am, how did um, I become who I am today. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on a daily basis, how do I change as a person, you know, as a mom, for example, how has my life changed? Um, and what kind of person am I now that I have yeah. a child, <laughs> you know, and yeah. definitely uh, becoming a mom has made me more aware of, of everything I think about everything I do every, every single word I say, I'm aware right. of I, I, I feel like for my daughter, you know, um, yeah. So that has no, I helped love that. Me. Very well said. And you are a perfect example of someone who's taken their differences and they have become your superpowers, your strengths. And, and that's why you're doing so many great things. And you've been such a huge influence, not just in the, you know, the Latino and the Hispanic community, but in, in all communities, you know, and, and you've made a huge impact in Utah and now you're doing it elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. What, what are your future plans? Like what, What's next for you? Are you going to continue doing what you're doing right now? Or, or do you have other big plans in, in mind that you can maybe share with us? Yes, I, I will definitely continue to work as a journalist. Okay. And that is my plan. For now, I am focusing, I'm pregnant. So I'm, I'm focusing in my family and my <laughs> yeah. daughter and, you know, having a healthy pregnancy. And um, I'll go back to the workforce as soon as I yeah. feel like my daughters are good, you know, right. on, on being maybe going to school or staying at home without me, thankfully. And I have to say, this is a blessing. This is, it's a luxury that I can stay at home for now right. and have this kind of time to focus on my family and to focus on my children. I have to, you know, I have a great admiration for my husband you know, and thanks 
thankfully I have him by my side right. and we have him as a family sure. and I can take this uh, break from my career, which is not really a break because I'm always writing. I'm always doing something. I have a, a blog where I, I write right. about so many different topics um, and I'm always networking here and I'm always meeting yeah. people. I feel like networking is one of the most important things you can do as a, as a professional, as a, sure. a person who, who wants to find a job ever. <laughs> um, so for anyone, it is important to meet people, to d meet different people. And um, so I'm always working, you know, even if I'm focusing on my family right now. Wow, and it. plans I do have it but I have a plan but I I think it's a little bit too early to share <laughs> okay that's fine no so I'll, I'll keep you posted keep me posted and we'll we'll share it later but uh no that's cool and I'm sure you do have some big big plans you know again like being inspired by your dad growing up by what he was telling you to dream big and go after it if someone wants to reach out to you, Silvana, and they want to find out where they can read your blog and learn more about you, and if they have a question for you, what would be the best way? How can they uh, find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram. My handle is Silvana F-E-O, so Silvana E-F-F-I-O. Okay. <laughs> and um, my website is the same, SilvanaFEO.com pretty easy, pretty easy <laughs> after yes. you get how my last name is written right and um on facebook i also have a public page there and i'm always posting and keeping people updated with whatever i think it's important for them and things that are also positive and fun to see on social media right yeah no that's great and i want people to you know check that out and do that but um i i just want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule and I know that you're home, you know, getting ready to have a baby and, and uh, that's fantastic. And, but I just want to thank you for what you're doing to inspire other people, you know, uh, in your community and, and what you did here in Utah was fantastic. And you came highly recommended to me. And now I know why um, I've done, you know, I've, I've followed you and seen what you're doing and, you know, you inspire me to want to make a difference and be better in what I'm doing. And so thank you, Savannah, for, for sharing your wonderful story and inspiring me. And I'm sure people listening to this are inspired as well. Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And um, I can't wait to see the interview. Yeah, <laughs> and more of be... your interviews, which I've oh. heard a few in the last few days. Oh, thank you. Well, we got in contact and you do an amazing job. And you have, an, like I told you before we started yeah. this. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. Oh. Okay, something happened there yeah. that I, um, <laughs> what you do is amazing too, to inspire people to share your story of Thank strength, you. you know, and everything that you've gone through. So for me, it's very special to be here present in your podcast. Thank you for considering me for this. Oh, absolutely. No, you're fantastic. Well, there you go, folks. There's another amazing person, Silvana Efio Vahid. We'll, we'll say it like that. And please check mm -hmm. her out and reach out to her and if you have a question for her, check out her blog and uh, she, she really is making a difference and she can inspire you as well. And thank you for listening. And, and I can't wait till we, we get you back on the air and, and uh, Silvana, best of luck with everything you're doing and, and with your, you know, with your family and then your current edition that's coming here soon. Good luck with all of that. And thank to, you. You know, uh, thank and you, God, yeah, you betcha. And we'll uh, talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank